Hello and welcome to the Drop a Stitch podcast. I'm your host, Denny. And I'm your other host, Natalie. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about the market setup. The This is the second part of that, I guess. And we're going to talk about <laughs> how to display your items now that we know everything that you need for your setup, the basics. Now we're going to tell you what has worked for us to sell more and to display your items in a more attractive way. way. Yeah, Yeah. appealing way. Um, So if you are watching on YouTube, you may notice we're wearing the same thing as we were last week (laughs) because we're actually recording this episode. Mm -hmm. This episode was actually recorded last week uh, right after we did the other. We're trying to catch up. Um, We're batching. We're batching. Danny's dad is coming to visit, so our time to record podcasts will be a little bit more limited. Yeah. And um, I'm also having a baby, so... <laughs> We're trying to batch and We're see if we to, can be ahead of the game. Yeah, start batching a few episodes so that we can be okay. We'll try to do that next week, too, to see if we can catch up and actually have a few episodes like a couple of weeks ahead yeah we that should would be nice that would be and would the be thing ideal. the thing with us is that every time that we batch two episodes then the Can next we week <laughs> the next week it's like oh, okay let's just take today off and do something else because we already have an episode rather than okay let's do it again so then we are ahead of the game for like two weeks yeah um so we we should stick to like we'll try it we'll we, try we have to batch now your dad is coming yeah for like what four weeks yeah so we need to be four episodes ahead before he comes and oh that would be great by the time your dad leaves i'm pretty much having a baby or very close to yeah well he'll yeah well he's he's gonna be here in july you're due in september so we still yeah august. but mid-august i'm full term oh my god natalie <laughs> so i can technically have a baby like a week or two after your dad oh my goodness <laughs> okay so, so um, we, we definitely should try batching episodes. Yeah, so. we should try. So next week we'll probably do another two. and Yes. Yeah. So this week's episode will start quicker because we're not going to do our usual how was your week. Cause, yeah. I mean, we don't know yet because we haven't lived that week in <laughs> our real lives. <laughs> and we're still working on the same project as last week. I'm working on my squares. I'm working on my rainbow blanket, turning it into squares. Yeah. So let's get into it. Let's get this into today's episode. Market Okay, wait, 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 before we start the episode, I want to mention a few things that uh, we usually mention at the end of the episode, but we want... In case you don't listen to the whole episode, we're going to get you now. (laughs) Which, why wouldn't you, right? Right. Listen to the whole episode, but first, we have a um, a Buy Me A Coffee account, so if you guys want to support our podcast we have that in the description of the podcast um so if you want to support you can buy us a coffee buy us a coffee the link is in the description and we obviously appreciate everyone that can um do that and that and also um what else we would love to do an episode where we just Mm -hmm. kind of vent and talked about all the stories so if you have any stories if you have You've lived some frustration if you mm-hmm. have any tea to spill, if you have, you know, anger issue due to a certain situation yeah, that happened, whatever you, the case may be. If you had a rude customer, if you had a rude, um, somebody that stole your pattern or something that you did wrong or whatever you want to tell us, please, 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 please email us 
um, all the tea at dropastitchpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear it. We'd love to yeah. read it. We would love, love, love to do an episode reading all the stories, laugh with you guys, tell you our opinions, and it can be completely anonymous. We're not going to tell your name. We're not going to say who you are or anything like that. So don't worry. You can just, or you, if you want to email us from like, a, I don't know, a friend's email, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not, not going to. Unless you specifically want us to. Yeah. Then yeah. we can mention um, it, Unless but. you specify otherwise, we're not going to mention who you are. So everything is going to be anonymous. So yeah, please tell us all the tea. We want to know. We want to read it. Anything. We want anything to. that frustrates you. What's yeah. happening? Michael is doesn't have urine in stock again. Tell us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we want to know everything. Okay. So now that we have those two things out of the way, um, we're going to talk about how to display your items so it's more visually appealing for your customers. Yes, we brushed on that a little bit last week um, when we were talking about crates or shelving. One of the main, main things that you want to do is not have your items laying flat on a table Mm because that is flat and boring. You want to elevate items. You want to bring, draw the eye up. You want to give people's eyes a variety of things to look at. So instead of it being a crowded table with everything laying flat, you want to have crates or shelves or mannequin heads and you want to have various levels and various levels (laughs) (laughs) of of product displayed um, so that people have things to look at. They're, They're not, it's not a five second, let me walk across your table. It's more a few minutes let me stare around and look at everything that you have because it's beautifully displayed and it catches my eye and I want to see it all you know Mm -hmm. okay the before I go into tip number two um, I just remember one thing that (laughs) I wanted to say at the beginning um, but we're still early in the episode is that if you want to know the list of all the things that we're mentioning right now yeah we're going to leave it in the description of the podcast or the video on YouTube so then you know exactly everything that we are talking about and if you want you know like a quick list it's going to be down there but of course you should also listen to the podcast um okay tip number two is not too many items on display and i'm guilty of this because i think we're all guilty of this because i think that all my hats are the most beautiful hats ever and i want to display all of them and too many things it's too much information it's too crowded it's just too much information for the customer so while you don't want your table to look empty you don't want your table or your booth to look to look crowded so you have to find a happy middle yes and there's different ways of doing that you can have one color scheme and you kind of stick to it so that even though you have a little bit more items they all kind of play nicely Mm -hmm. together it's not a mismatch of a rainbow of colors and people don't know where to look um you can have similar items together all your headbands together all your hats together all your mittens together whatever the case may be so that it's again, easy for people to understand like, okay, these are headbands, these are hats, these are, you know, so and they can look in what interests them rather than try to look at everything. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And like we were talking, having in the previous episode, having your table clock go to the ground so that you can have storage behind it. This is where that's come handy because you can put all your extras under. As you sell one item, you can put another mm-hmm. one on your table. You don't need to have 25 of the same items. You can have, even if you have 30 colorways, you don't need to have all of them. Put some that look the nicest together, put those together on your table, and then as they sell, just add a little bit more and add a little bit more and keep your table looking full because that's another thing. You don't want your table to look too empty either, mm-hmm. um, which is why everyone stresses before markets to finish and create as much stock as possible um, because you, we're all scared of being that one person that runs out of items. Um, but even if you do, I mean good for you you had a good market but you don't want to have too little items you don't want to have too many items either there's no right or wrong number find a happy middle yeah it's yeah you and it's experience will kind of tell you Mm -hmm. smaller items if you have a basket let's say with scrunchies or pom-poms like you can have more like pile them in the basket it looks cute it's fine Um, but if you have a display where they're hanging or something then you don't want to crowd them and make it hard for people like you know when you go shopping in these clothing stores and you can't move the clothes on the rack because the the hangers are so tight on there so annoying so frustrating don't be that person you know leave a little extra space so people can move things and look through and you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, tip number three and is price tags over signs. I learned this the and hard way, guys. We're gonna tell you why. Imagine you are a customer. Mm-hmm. You're walking by the booth, and you see a sign that says hats seventy five dollars. What are you gonna do? Ooh, that's expensive. I'm going to walk away. You're probably going to just pause and walk and be like, oh, that's nice. Bye. You're not even going to go touch, feel, look at the colors, try it on. You're not going to do anything because it's already out of your budget or it's already for you too expensive. So that's why you should have price tags instead because then you are telling the customer if you want to know how much this item is, you need to come, touch the item, see how it looks like, maybe try it on, and then you'll see the price. Yes, and this is a, like a marketing tactic. Um, I've noticed it at the first market that I did. I was like, do I look like I have time to put a tag on every single item that I have and write the price on every single item? No, why? I'm just going to put one sticker at the front Adult hats, this much. Baby hats, this much. It's going to be super easy, clean, easy peasy, saves me a ton of work, perfect. And then I did my market. And everybody walked (laughs) by my boot, looked at the prices, and continued. And no one even looked at the hats. They looked at the prices, and they continued on their way. And I was like, oh, and this is why people have price tags. Mm -hmm. This is why stores have price tags and i told her guys yeah she told me but i didn't have the time to do it and so i spent the rest of that market putting price tag on my items yeah i remember while you sent me a picture market. because what else was i gonna do no one was coming to my booth and it's it, it i did the same market again with price tag and it's a completely different ball game yeah people have to touch items to fall in love with them yeah people have to try items on to fall in love with them people have to get close and kind of look to to be able to be attracted to an item and want to buy it and so if all they see is 
black on white price tags that they can read from far away they're not even going to come close whereas if it's nicely tucked away on a price tag on your item on the underside of it or whatever the case may be they're going to walk up they're going to look at all the colors they're going to touch they're going to be like oh my god this is so soft it's so pretty wow like you do such great work and then they're going to engage with you some people like to chat some people don't and then you build kind of a little bit of a relationship they get to touch the item they build a relationship and then at some point they flip over the tag but by that point you have a lot of chances that these people have now fallen in love with your product they've talked to you when they've enjoyed their conversation with you mm-hmm. they've liked the color that they liked whatever the case may be and the, yes the price might be a little bit steeper than they expected but now they're emotionally invested and attached yeah and so their reaction is completely different they might be like oh okay like it was so nice to meet you like such great work and they may walk away and that's totally fine and they may be like oh my god like oh like some people are like i'm just gonna go do a round and see what else there is and then I, i'm yeah. probably gonna come back and then like i can't pass up this hat and they come back and they buy it you know and they make decisions <laughs> and so having price tags on every single one of your items aside, instead of signs is the best tip we can give you. And that, sorry, keep going so you don't... The, need... I was just going to say the exception to that rule is smaller items. If you're having yeah. a basket of pom-poms or a basket of scrunchies or small items like that, um, then you can just do like pom-poms, five bucks, and just put a basket of pom-poms. Like, yeah, or keychains. Or... Yeah, anything smaller that yeah. can be like a stocking stuffer that is not like a sticker shock, like it's on a big price, works. But anything yeah. is everything else that is more... You know, that takes more time. That costs more money because that's what it should be because you should know your worth. (laughs) And also not just for like super expensive items, but this is also like a way for you to tell your customers, please come and touch my items and see them and see the quality and, and check how beautiful it is and try it on. You know, because you can have items that are 25 bucks and that's okay. But if you want your customer to actually come and touch your items and to see it and to experience you know the softness and everything you need to hide a little bit of the price so they can get closer to your items but whatever you do do not be that person that do not put that doesn't put price tags yes (laughs) please put your if i walk to your booth and you do not have price tags i will look at everything and walk away i feel so uncomfortable asking me too how much is this item because then it the person is telling you so it feels like you being like okay i'm just gonna put it back is like almost like you're passing judgment on them even though that's not what it is at all yeah it it kind of feels like you are because the only conversation you've had with them is how much is this never mind yeah um so putting price tags avoids that whole uncomfortable situation some people might not find some people still ask even though you have a price tag they may ask and then you can just tell them oh like every item has a price tag Mm -hmm. and then you kind of show them where the price is and then they can continue browsing and look at the prices as they go and some people do it like they'll flip the first head and they're like oh god that's more expensive and then they continue and they look at others to see what the prices are and then they might get the he- to the headbands and be like oh these are cheaper okay these are my price range and yeah. then they'll look further right so not just telling them the price but also directing the people to the price tag can be helpful um and on those price tag too, writing down what the material is is also very practical. Yeah. Some people want yarn for want sorry, yarn. They want wool for 
the wool's properties yeah. and some of the people are allergic so having the composition of the yarn that you used written on those price tag is also very helpful and also you a way for them to contact you yes your logo or your business name or your whatever Instagram, handle or email. whatever it is is a great way because if they leave with an item then they have a contact form for you mm -hmm. they have a way to reach you yeah um so that's always a great idea for tip number four oh. and these goes with the price tags and the signs this is a little bit of like um another tactic that a lot of people use and we're not gatekeeping here i'm gonna tell you exactly what you need to do to attract those customers whenever you have your booth set up and you already know where everything goes act like your customer walk by your booth and when you're walking what is the first thing that i am looking at in your booth what is the first thing that when i'm passing by i'm gonna see that item that you're putting in that specific spot needs to be not your highest price because probably that's the first one that people are gonna go and if they see that it's super expensive they're gonna walk away Mm -hmm. You need to have like a medium price in something pretty, something that you're super proud of or something that you think it's going to sell really good. That's what you need to put in that part. And I'm going to tell you in one market I had, my, it was a 10 by 10 and I made it like a walking booth. So I had my table in the back and then I had a shelving unit on the side so people can walk in and I had a rack on the other side. So then people could see and come in the booth and see around. So whenever people were walking by my booth, the first thing that you're gonna see is the end of the shelving unit, right? So in that end, I put my Fair Isle beanies because they are affordable, they're pretty, they're super, you know, eye-catching, and I sold you guys pretty much, if not all of the Fair Isle beanies. And then that's when I learned that, okay, this is what the people are looking at the first thing they're seeing. Mm -hmm. So then I started playing around and seeing, okay, what if I put headbands in here now? And I played around and I put headbands and then I was selling all the headbands. And that is just because that's the first thing the customer is going to see. And that first item should not be your more expensive item. Because if they pass by, like I said, they're probably just going to be like, oh, probably everything is this high. Yeah. So they're just going to walk by. So you need to be aware of where you're dis putting, displaying your things, yep. displaying your items. You need to know and always think as like the customer. Yeah, and this may vary from one market to another. If you have your setup for a 10 by 10, Um, yeah. And you're in the center of a row in between two other <clears throat> makers. You're, the viewpoint that your customers are going to have is going to be different than if you're in the corner of a booth mm -hmm. and then you have a little bit more of an area. Yeah. So it's not like a one size fits all. If you figured it out for one position in the market, it may not be the same answer for any other position. So that's something to keep in mind. Always try to like think through, walk in front. What do you see? Yeah. Um, and play with that because that's a great tip and like I've seen Danny do it Danny has put one of the markets that I went to that 
to help you. Um, she had her merino wool headbands. So they're the higher price collection. They're super pretty and luxurious. You want to touch them when you see them. And so she put those at the end and, but they're not the most expensive. They're kind of reasonably priced considering they're headbands and not hats. And the amount of people that stopped and got headbands that day, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it was the year of the headband to start with. Yeah. But it was also like Danny was literally making headbands as she was selling them. them. Literally, as soon as she finished one, she would put it on the table and it would leave. And then another and all day long. She just made headbands nonstop that day because they were just selling like hotcakes. Mm -hmm. And so it's something to play, to think about and to play around with. And there's not one size fits all answers. It depends on your product. It depends on your display. It depends on so many things. Uh, but it's something to keep in mind that whatever draws the customer in, it tends to be what they buy. Yeah. And get to your market a little bit early so that you have your setup and you can walk around and act like you're a customer. Go from both sides, you know, because... People can come from either ways yes. and and see what it's what you see first and you know like try to act like your customer and see where you're drawn your attention to maybe if you have like a very bright color item you can put it first too so that draws the attention mm -hmm. too you know you can play around and get to your market a little bit early so you can do that too um, so yeah then tip number five is which i've kind of already mentioned <laughs> yeah you can do a color theme yeah yeah you mentioned that too yeah, yeah i mentioned that a little bit earlier when we were talking about not too many items it kind yeah. of ties all in together mm -hmm. um but you can there's different ways to go about it you can do color themes you can have like very specific brand colors and those are the only colors that you use or you can try to like put the same kind of tones or whatever the case may be you can play around with it or you can go with the styles if you are you know if you have two styles of hats then you can have those two styles side by sides with whatever colors you have mm -hmm. and then you have a headband and then you have like so depending on what you're making and what you where you are there's different ways to make it cohesive without just being all the same color because yeah i mean it's fun if you start doing market prep it's kind of where you kind of get to go out of your comfort zone and use different colors that you wouldn't yeah. necessarily use for yourself but that you enjoy making items out of even though it's not for you and so yeah Playing yeah with colors and styles can be fun yeah and um for example what i do is i have one table uh, for all my merino wool stuff and then I have the other table with, where I have the acrylic blend and that it's easier for me to tell customers when they come to one side of my table and they see all merino wool and super expensive and I say well I have you know on this other side more affordable items that are made with um, acrylic blend and so they go there and they check because you know you know some people just don't have the same budget and and that's okay. And that's okay. And having the options, it's it's good. So then it's easier for me to to send the customers over to that side of the booth rather than having all mixed and yes. be like, oh, no, this is merino wool. But no, this other one, it's not. So, like, you know, like, it's so much easier whenever everything is on one side. It's so much easier for you because it's more organized and it's, you know, easier. 
to send your customer over there. You are not going to be overwhelmed. And also for your customer too. I think I said customer like five times in one sentence, but um, it's okay. Today is my day of whatever the case may be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um, I hope these tips were helpful for you guys. These are the things that have worked for us all the all the time yeah and things that we have learned too with time um these tips are definitely things that i do on every single market i cannot stress enough about the acting like your customers and see what you see first in your booth because that's gonna make or break yeah your sales that yeah for sure mm-hmm. and the price tags i think those two yeah are the and the two price tags too. Ones. the price tags are so big yeah um and you might find others as you do your markets you know the first few ones you're so like overwhelmed and trying to set everything up that yeah. you don't have the time to sit and absorb um but as you do a few more like you get to find your groove and you get to start kind of absorbing and paying attention to how people act when they're in your boot mm-hmm. where do they look what do they touch how do they and then if you pay attention to that over and over and over again, you'll notice trends. You'll notice everyone is drawn to a certain item. You'll notice everyone. And so you can kind of pick up and play around. And that's how, like, the best marketing strategies were created is as humans, we're very predictable. Yeah. Um, as annoying as that is, if you've ever worked in any, like, I worked for a company and no matter how many signs we put anywhere, people went where people went and so we had to adapt the buildings and we had to adapt the way the things were done to where people instinctually went and so if you pay attention to that you can actually do yourself a pretty great favor and put the items in the proper place to sell better yep and so yeah just start with the these few tips and then when you have a time and when you have the chance just pay attention you'll learn a lot Mm -hmm. so yeah i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode this was a little bit short i mean not a little bit short it was shorter than the other ones which because we didn't do our 10 12 minutes of (laughs) blabbing on about our weeks that's why (laughs) i'm sorry if you like hearing about that and we didn't give you that this episode (laughs) you'll get some next episode (laughs) so yeah if you enjoyed please give these uh, podcast five star reviews on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere where you listen to a podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, hi, hi. please <laughs> leave us a comment, subscribe, and um, give us th- a thumbs up. Yeah. And if you have any stories, questions, or whatever you want to tell us, like we were saying at the beginning of the episode, please email us at dropastitchpodcast at gmail.com. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Yes, we'll talk well, to you next week. It's just the beginning week. of the week. So <laughs> I hope you guys you guys have a really good week. Yeah, well, it's... They, they, it's going to be Monday for them, so... No, it's going to be Wednesday, because our podcast is oh, on Wednesday. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay, have a rest... Have a great, a, rest, a great of rest of your week, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye.